a new edition of the Sheffield Steelers podcast, as always. We're joined by head coach Aaron Fox. Firstly, congratulations, Aaron. Uh, a final, uh, it's a great feeling. Yeah, good feeling. Um, you know, we've worked hard all year. This is one of our goals, um, was to be able to play in that in that final in Cardiff in March. And um, looking forward to getting to that game. I, I loved our game tonight. I thought we were ready to go from puck drop, even though we had, had a plus four in the differential. We, we you know, like I said, we, we were going to take that as a 0-0 hockey game. We want to keep this winning train rolling. And, um, you know, I thought that was a pretty one-sided game tonight. I came in from selling tickets, went into the dressing room or the, the kitchen to grab a cup of coffee and you were in the room and I heard you. And you were quite vocal with the team before the game to, you know, to really go at uh, Glasgow and, and not take it easy with that lead. And, and your boys, well, they applied the uh, the instruction very well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're, we're not a passive hockey team. And I think if if you're going to sit back, it's only going to, uh, you know, sometimes some people call it like a prevent defense and I call it the prevent win defense. It's just, we didn't want it. We didn't want any, uh, any doubt to creep into our heads in that hockey game. We wanted to make sure we got off to a good start, make sure we scored that first goal. It was zero zero after the first, but I thought it could have been four nothing. And then in the second, I think we just kind of really started to dominate. I think the shots were 15 to two. We all chanced them six to nothing in the second and we're up three nothing. And at that point, the game's, you know, in hand and it was good to get Will Curlin in there. It was good to see Alex Graham play as much as he did tonight. Um, played really, really well. So yeah, it was a good night. I was going to say you were able to roll the four lines with, uh, with Alex in there. Yeah, it was awesome. He played really good, has some, some good grit to his game, um, doesn't back down to anybody and, you know, makes good decisions. So, yeah, I was, I was happy to be able to play him as much as we got out of him tonight. Yeah, Lucas Anstrom takes the headlines, a three-point night, and uh, he's just growing with every grain, isn't he? He scores that big goal in Coventry and then another two tonight. Yeah, it's good to see him find in the back of the net. He's one of those guys whose game has really improved over the last uh, six weeks, six to eight weeks, and... Um, wasn't being rewarded with with it on the score sheet, but now he's finding the net, which is awesome. Thoughts on Cardiff in Cardiff for a cup final? I'm going to worry about that in six weeks. Yeah. We got a huge weekend ahead of us here to continue to hopefully collect points and, and work on the uh, regular seasons. Okay, and that starts on of course on Saturday with Nottingham. Uh, I've heard you just there with Pete on Radio Sheffield saying uh, you expect that Nottingham to come in fully focused and ready to go. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we had a a big weekend against them on the 31st and 1st and I felt like they were a different hockey team than they were earlier in the year and we're going to have to you know get our, our ourselves together a little bit for the weekend and be ready to go and just finally over 7,000 roared you won on a Wednesday night that was incredible oh, wasn't it yeah it's unbelievable the, the fan support this year has been through the roof um, again they do such a great job they, they help our boys out the atmosphere in there was electric again tonight it's got to keep it coming yeah they love it Aaron congratulations thank you, thank you for everything and uh what a oh! Jeez. Jonathan Fernley joins me. I mean, what a what a great night! I thought that was a really enjoyable game. I never expected a night like that, did you? Tonight, I never expected a proper game in that sense. No, I thought we uh, I thought we played really well in the first period without much reward, and that was just due to Killeen and the saves that he made. Um, but then, you know, a couple in quick succession, and we knew then that the the tie was over and the Steelers were going to be. Were you okay. surprised to see Killeen? Yeah, I wasn't sure that he was he was going to be ready to be back, but you know the the more that the clan season has gone on, the the further they've dropped, and suddenly the cup being the you know their sort of last hope for for something this season. Really, actually, now the season's all about getting in the playoffs because that's not certain now. Um, I just thought if a guy's got a, a groin injury, which he which he's had, mm-hmm. and then for him to come back on a five-one deficit game. Yeah, well, that's what made me think. Was... So if the league's the priority. I thought he'll probably wait until wait until the weekend, but. 
he obviously knows whether he's ready or not. And crikey, he's ready. He had quite a game out there. Yeah, no, he um, was first class. Because as Aaron said just in that interview, it could have been three or four after one, couldn't it? Could have been, yeah. I mean, there were times, I thought, on, on Saturday when the, the game went into a, a little bit of a lull. It got bogged down and not much happened. But I thought tonight it flowed much better. It was a quick game. I mean, the, the Steelers game tonight finished way ahead of the Nottingham game. We were, the game had finished and there were still, what, seven minutes to play. Um, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it I don't know whether it's just the fact that you know we're going to a cup final again but uh, I thought that was a really enjoyable Wednesday night Sandstrom will uh, take the credit and mm. uh, he really has in the last month or two come on and become noticeable and become a major a major cog in this steel as well hasn't he yeah he has I mean you sort of think about the times we've talked on this podcast about how Tanner Eberle is different now to how he was last season Lucas Sandstrom's done the same thing but over the course of five weeks <laughs> Um, you know, his first couple of uh, Steelers games were not anonymous, that's, that's a little unfair, but he, uh, he didn't really make an impact, but he's got a, got himself a, a settled spot on that power play, and what a power play goal that was, the passing move from... Lucas is just about to go and be interviewed by Pete, and we've just stepped in and just stole him from Pete, stole him. It's the advantage of being live, Dave. Exactly. Lucas, firstly, congratulations on, uh, on making the cup final, a, a great achievement for the team. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it was a solid game from us. I think we controlled it from from the start, to be honest. They didn't have much, uh, so it was a good effort, by the okay. way. And Sunday you score that huge goal uh, against Coventry coming off the bench, and then tonight you grab another two. Uh, your thoughts on those two goals? Yeah, it was like, it feels good playing right now. Uh, I think our line been playing good uh, lately, so... Now I've been scoring, scoring some goals, but next time someone else is going to step up, so... Good. It was a really impressive power play goal tonight. Is that a move that you've worked on as a line? Yeah, of course. We, we have different uh, setups, so that's one of a, one of them. Yeah, for sure. Goal on Sunday, two goals and an assist tonight, and you still can't win that 50-50. Eh? He's a, he's a comp- every week is the first guy in with his tenor he is as well. But a hey, top job tonight. We'll leave yeah, you for Pete. Thank you very much. Yeah, you'll be with him for about half an hour, yeah, Pete. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> You can see the blood run from their faces when Pete grabs them because you know you're in for a, a long one. We'll uh, wander into the uh, into the dressing room. Here, some of the boys working. Work out again, as we've seen after previous Wednesday night games, the players not allowed to just uh, eat up and go home. They've got to uh, go and do a workout. Got a word for us, Davy? When you're training, I'm training. When you're sleeping, I'm training. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, we move on, we move on. Um, the card is not in Glasgow. I guess we'll wait till we go back into the room and we'll speak with yeah, Pete and Dean. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about Cardiff and uh, Nottingham. Will Curling just walks by. Wilk, another few minutes out there tonight. Congratulations. You got a huge reception when you skated out. Yeah, that was something pretty special. You can't really uh, imagine it that so many people are like cheering. It's a pretty special thing to have happen. I know mum and dad were here tonight. Were they here for the last time you went out? Uh, yeah, they were. They were? Yeah. That must be pretty cool for them. Yeah, no, it's, I'm glad that they get to watch me play, even if it's just a little bit. The last four years being in Canada, they weren't able to watch me so much, so it's pretty special to have them here and be able to do that. Whose decision was it to uh, to go in? Was it Duba calling you out, or was it Foxy? I think it was Foxy. Foxy just said next, uh, with seven minutes to, I think it was, he was like, oh, next whistle, and came pretty quickly this time. So no. it was good. So you uh, came into the game. Is it nice that you're going to get to spend two and a half minutes watching before the puck comes near you? Or would you rather get involved straight away? No, I think it's 
it's one of those points where you've got to be ready at any time. If it happens quickly, it happens quickly. And if it takes two and a half minutes, then you sit there and wait. It's something you've always got to be ready for. And if it happens, then it, like, when it happens, it happens. Your young pup mate, Alex Graham, had a great night as well, didn't he? Oh, it was, yeah, it was really good to see Alex get out there and really get show that he's not just a kid, that he can actually be a good player and he has a lot of potential and I think it was really good to see him get a lot of ice time tonight. Okay, and you're going to the finals? Yeah, can't wait. So great, I mean, your first year here, a big club, everything's going well at the moment and, and there we are in the final. Yeah, no, I think it's something great. I think it's just tops it off that we get to go to the final. It's such a group, great group of people and great group of guys in the changing room now and the staff is amazing, so I think it's roll on the finals okay top man thank you i think it's getting loud and everybody's having a chat in there shall we uh shall we head back i don't think we're going to get any of these uh guys yeah, that are working mid workout for somebody who's not used to a gym i still find it incredible that having worked as hard as they have tonight now they do weights but you always condition yourself to play more than you need to you never want to have the tank completely empty because if you condition your players to play 60 minutes, what do you do when the game goes to 65? Think about how much energy they've still got now. Think about how much energy the team still needed in the 95th minute of that playoff final against Cardiff. You've got to condition yourself to go. So if you can play 60 minutes and still have enough left for a workout, hey, there was no lack of effort out there on the ice. They're not saving themselves. It just shows they've got great reserves to call upon. And it's because of the training that they do yeah. before and after. Danny, Danny mentioned to me that he doesn't want them lifting weights two days before a game. So this is their last chance to lift weights, if you like, mm. before uh, before Saturday. So uh, I'm just going to uh, grab Wing Wing Commander. Can we grab you for a moment? Just just uh, thoughts. What what will the Sheffield Star be saying tomorrow morning? Um, well, my thoughts are that this team continually surprises me. I expected a, a conservative, uh, almost lacklustre approach just closing the game down tonight. Well, they just shut out Glasgow 4-0. And you have to say, you know, I mean, going into Cardiff in March, March the 8th, is not has never been an easy task but how could you ever count this team out of anything now goals come from anywhere those secondary goals at Sandstrom have been scored tonight absolutely outstanding and the lines change every so often and you can just see that everybody is competing for spots on the best on the best formations and uh, I'm nothing nothing but praise for him Amory Fox is doing a good job here isn't he he is and uh, some... quietly gone about his business hasn't he yes at some point I'll be asking you Dave to be uh, matching him up to your hero and mine, Danson Blazer. Hey, all come down. He's, well, he's got to win trophies, hasn't he? he I think there's yeah. got to be some longevity to yeah. match the achievements of those two names. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to he has to win trophies, which I'm sure you know he's he's, he's about to but try and do. Put themselves in position to win them. That's yeah. the first step. Yeah. I think you have to say that. I think Sheffield's budget is probably bigger than everybody else's. You might tell me that's wrong, but nonetheless, they have had an astonishing amount of injuries and done well and that's one of the other surprises whatever adversity comes their way they do it and uh, it doesn't worry me about going to Cardiff at all if you take a last year's team it would have been a cricket score wouldn't it yeah it would we uh, wish you well Bob thank you and we'll we'll uh, to those two cricket scores against Glasgow the 0-6 the 1-6 yeah. that was Aaron Fox's first time at the that's building right. the first experience he had of Steelers hockey was a 6-1 home defeat uh, we were in light, uh, light and day compared to. We were in Nottingham the uh, Saturday before when I first spoke to uh, Aaron, and then uh, Tony spoke with Aaron, and then we invited him across, thinking that would be a good game for him to see. And of course, actually, it might have been the best game for him to see. Just very briefly, just two seconds, Brendan. Um, thoughts on that? Nice to be in a final, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Anytime you can play for a trophy, now we're one game away. Um, I, think, I think we're playing Cardiff. Is that right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's going to be obviously be tough to go into there, but looking forward to it. Was it a bit hard to start off with tonight? Because 5-1, most people thought it was almost job done, but you came out like it was game seven again. We kind of stressed the importance of the first goal and like how big it was going to be. If we could go out and get that first goal, it was really going to deflate them. Yet, if they get one early, you know, they might think they have some life and we'll be sitting back. So we definitely stressed, you know, let's focus on that first goal and try out, try and get it first. Um, we put a lot of shots on Kalina that first period um, and eventually got one. It's noticeable wandering around today compared to other games. Just how many big smiles are on people's faces. It, it means a lot to make this final. Yeah, I mean, this is what you play for is trophy games. And um, anytime you can get yourself, put yourself one game away from winning a trophy, it's, it's obviously a special thing. Um, I know Sheffield hasn't won the Challenge Cup since being in the Elite League, so that's obviously awesome. And the rink is a great place to come right now. Yeah, and we now turn our attention to the weekend and we go again, don't we, Nottingham? Every game gets bigger, yeah. more important, more important. So now we got to focus on Nottingham and, and take care of business here at home. And, and then the next game after that will be just as important. So. Yeah, yeah. Seven over 7,000 on a Wednesday night. They're expecting eight on Saturday. It's incredible how the city's turning out for you. There's a definite buzz for yeah. sure. Um, can I'm, you feel that? I can yeah. feel I can feel it in the rink, but I also feel it just out out and about. Yeah. I'm getting a lot more people like saying hi to you and waving to you when you're in the car. And yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely a good buzz. It's a good feeling. Perfect. Top job tonight, fella. Well done. I do like him. What a super fella he is. Um, he's a he's a smile. Proper, Aaron. yeah, proper. Aaron Johnson. Harry, have you seen Dean's got a photograph of Aaron Fox smiling? Exclusive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Johnson and Beto walk past. Them. Biggest grins on the face. All their university colleagues are in today. Oh, no, there you go. It, they've, yeah. they've seen uh, they've seen a good one tonight. It's a five a game each students, isn't it? It's it's nice to see that the players are enjoying what they're doing because as fans and everyone in the stands, we're enjoying it too. I'm glad the players are. Okay, let's uh, walk back into the media room. Where uh, are you joining us, Haley? On this, you having you having you going to have a little chat on this or not? Hi, Hi that's Haley. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's your input, Haley. Thanks very much. So, uh, Jonathan and myself and uh, Alex is here and Dean and BBC Radio Sheffield, sports leader. Pete's putting up a chair. It's always worrying. It means we're here for a long one, doesn't it? What are they saying on social media, Alex? Um, positive, positive things. Um, a lot of things directed um, towards the Nottingham Panthers as well. Um, they are the gift that keeps on giving, aren't they? I've got to be honest. Three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and Nottingham shit in the bed. Oh! Are we really saying that three days before we play them, do Exactly. I think... I I mean, I, even I'm not saying that. In the semi-final of the Challenge Cup. I'm telling you, Dean, I think you've pushed that one. I wear a T-shirt regular that says nothing can go wrong now, and even I'm not saying that about yeah. the Panthers tonight. Even I'm not. Even I'm not taking the Mickey out of them tonight. Everybody's Might be taking them out on Saturday night, but I'm not. What are you looking at, Dick? What are you looking no, at? No, I'm, I'm just you yeah. know, surprised Dean's come out As with he, that. He's I'm, crossed the line, you think, there, you think? That was a... I, I'm high on chocolate, so <laughs> I, I've got a bit of a sugar rush. I think he's regretting what he just said. I think he is. So what are the fans saying about that? Because, I mean, wow, what a, what a great night. I never thought I was going to have such a good night it tonight. It was a good night. It, it was, was a good night. Go on, Alex, you're you, you, you chipping. Dean was going to chip in there with a comment. No. It's, um... What? What's that? Yeah, OK. Yeah, it's, it's OK, you know, this is a mod thing. It's really well-coordinated. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, just looking back, it, I think 
the amount of time I spent last season looking at social media comments um, and just, I guess, the overall sad mood of the whole year. Um, it's been non-stop joy, I guess, this season and this kind of caps off where we are at the minute and listening to Aaron's interview with Peter and as Lucas Sandstrom speaking as well. He's nothing more than these guys deserve to get into a cup final. What's BBC Radio Sheffield running tonight, Pete? Uh, I just, I think the emotion and the joy of getting through to a, a Challenge Cup final. Obviously, it's been a couple of years since we've been there. We all know the, the kind of record that we've had against Cardiff over the last few uh, Challenge Cups. And I think it's it's nice to, do we go in as, as favourites or do we go in as equals? Or I don't know how, how the fan base are feeling, but I think it's, it's the first time, I think, in a long time, we've gone into a game or a showpiece final against Cardiff and thought... We're in with a good shake of, of it being a really good game and it's really having a go. You know? I, I would suggest perhaps even money. Well, how much do you reckon hinges on the league game that's played on the Friday night before? Not it? a thing. Do you not think one? Yeah. Do you not think the winner of one will be the loser of the Correct. other? No. no. I, I, I mean, I think one team could win them both, one team could win one. I do. Absolutely. No, that's, my exact thoughts was that, is that, I don't know which, but I feel like one team will go out on Friday almost all guns blazing because, in retrospect, the league is this country's main championship, isn't it? And it get uh, Do we get the CHL this year from the Cup as well? So you, you lose out that, but you get it for winning the league. And, you know, Sheffield haven't been in it for two both teams will bust their balls on Friday night. Oh, yeah. And both teams will bust their balls on Sunday night as well. They've got Saturday. I would imagine oh, yeah. I would imagine Sheffield will stay down on, on Saturday. They'll rest up. There'll be no excuses. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see one game having a, a massive significance. No, I, I, I wouldn't say that we're going to take a photo for gas and, or Cardiff, likewise. We'd do it and think, do you know what, we'll have the night off will win the game on Sunday, but there's a part of me that thinks it might be in the back of the mind somewhere that if we are, or they are, two goals down, it's all right, we've got Sunday to go at it and go again, but it'll take nothing away from two, I'm hoping, incredible games of hockey, because the last time we were down in Cardiff was probably the best game that I've seen this year. After Agneta Falskog, the blonde one in ABBA, Lucas Sandstrom might well be my second favourite Swede right now. Yeah, I think he's a lot of people's favourite Swede. Uh, he said some really interesting things in, in, the, in the interview we've just had um, and saying how, you know, at the start of the year, it maybe took him a while to, to find his feet. Obviously, it's a quicker game in Sweden. And now he feels like he's kind of found where the soft spots are, where the scoring areas are. And he looks really composed. He's getting a lot more power play time and really playing well five on five as well. And I think... Even tonight, playing without Yanni Kolomainen, he didn't seem to to skip a beat. Really, still playing with Davis, and I think that's a a really good uh, a really good combination. Just taking you back to Friday night, actually, um, Michael Davis said something to me a couple of weeks ago, in that he hadn't played back to back games in such a long time that it's actually taken him quite a while to adjust mm-hmm. to it this year. He was used to playing, you know, kind of two Friday, in th- two in three days, Friday Sunday. So I think for some of our veterans, <coughs> that might actually suit us. Yeah. Um, oh God, I had a really good point to make there. I just completely forgot it. It might no, it was a good point. No, it was a good point. Say something interesting, John. 
when our broadcast ended, Nottingham were leading, so I just went into my database and looked up one-off finals that Sheffield had played against Nottingham. Played 8-1-8. Now just filtered it for Cardiff. 1-1, lost four. Of yeah, do you remember finals. the big the big final here? When Who was the name, the Slovak, who bust his... Petruska. Oh, he was a good yeah. player as well, wasn't yeah, he? And he did it in the player. final. Yeah. That was the Jared Adams year, wasn't it? That yeah. was. Uh, yeah, he'd, scored was the, he'd scored the shootout winner in the um, the semi final comeback in Nottingham mm. in the uh, Sam Gospel yeah, game. Gospel yeah. game, yeah. yeah. Petruska in the shootout. Yeah. Was that the year as well where we had Frank Dahl and, and he couldn't play with his hand, so we had to bring in Eunice? Yeah, Eunice was goalie. Did Eunice play in that final? Yes, he yeah. did. So, yeah, that's my lasting memory of that season is, is Jared having a conversation in the corridor with, with Frank Doyle saying, can you go, can you go? And him going, I don't think I can, I don't think I can. And then Jared walking off in a, in a bit of a huff. But. I think we all felt he could go, but he wasn't going. And then Eunice, yeah, in all fairness, Eunice had a pretty good run Eunice for us, was, didn't they? Yeah. Eunice was solid. The thing with that cup final, it was then followed on the Wednesday by a league game. And Sheffield won that 11 0. They were as drunk as a skunk card if we yeah. that night. And they yeah. took several major penalties. The Steel spent the last four minutes of that game on a permanent, well, sorry, I think, yeah, last four minutes on a permanent five on three because of the majors they took. I'll tell you a story. And then about... when you win the league by a point, you can't afford to throw those league points away, no. Cardiff. No. Our brave photographer over there. On that night that we beat Cardiff, if you remember, Andrew Lord comes round to the bench and he's feeding Jared Adams a load and G's feeding a load back. And instead of getting his camera out, he just cowers up in the corner and didn't even take one photograph of the altercation, did you, there, big boy? Anyway, we'll move that. There was a reason for that. There wasn't a chance I was getting in the way of those two <laughs> <laughs> um, This weekend... Because tonight we forget now, don't we? I mean, that's that's the sport at this level now. We we forget tonight. We put it on hold. And um, Nottingham, what kind of Nottingham team turns up in uh, Sheffield on Saturday, Pete? Well, I've put it to um, Aaron and I've put it to Lucas. Are they going to be a wounded animal coming in here on, on Saturday with a point to prove? Aaron said, I don't think it'll be a wounded animal, but it'll be a tight game. It's been a tight game all year. Obviously, rivalry game. Lucas thinks they will be. They'll have come out with a point to prove. Tim Wallace will have them fired up. So it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. And, and it, it, it's, it's been that kind of Nottingham team this year, isn't it? It's which team are going to turn up. Is Sam Hill going to carry the team on, on his back? Is, Bournemouth hat trick tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, is Bournemouth going to turn up to the party? Is the, the netminder going to have a decent game? So for me, it seems like Nottingham are a team that can turn up, but it's a question of will they turn up? Headmaster? It may not even be Carr, might it be a whistle game because Carr's had the last three and they've they've lost those last three. I don't think it will, I think they'll stick with Carr, I think they believe he's their number one. But if you're Nottingham, this is surely your last chance now. Can they win the league if they don't pick up two points here on no. Saturday? No. So this is their season then, they have to win this game and I think they'll play like it. It's a great chance, isn't it? What are they, 13 adrift now? It's a great chance to just keep them... The noisy neighbours at arm's length at this point in the season, isn't it, for the for the running and just take them out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Alex Graham, tip my hat to the young lad. Is he only sixteen? He's only sixteen, isn't he? And he's like, what a what a first class job he did, and so did may I say, young Cole. I thought Cole had a smashing mm. night tonight, and uh, the old man in, in the middle of him did a, did a great job. But I mean, I, I, that was that was good that he was able to roll four lines because we haven't been able to do that recently with with the Dowd loss. You know, as many imports as you like, you can only play the fourteen of them if you're lucky on a good day, and the Dowd loss has meant that we can't play 
four lines. But tonight we did, and it was good to see. Good role. Yeah, and you need the rest of the team to not take penalties because once you're penalty killing, then Jonathan Phillips has got to go onto the penalty kill and he's not available to, to be on that fourth line. You've got to mix things up. So the fact that we had a no penalty from either side first period meant they got regular shifts and got into the flow of the game. Yeah, a couple of chances, young Alex. As well, yeah, yeah, and I think they, they showed Aaron Fox yeah. that we're not out of place. We can, we can match up with the lines that we're up against. We didn't see clan youngsters. We didn't see Howlett and Smith until the third period. And, uh, Who's the young lad in the mask, the defenceman? Uh, a pointer, mate. Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, Liam Stenton. Stenton. I'll remember that name. I'm coming back, I'll make a point. I'm going to have a bit of a rant on him in a minute. Oh, no, not, no, not on him. Not on him. I've got, no, I'm backing him, but go on. Yeah. Um, and so I think they proved in the first period that they can be trusted out there. And there were a couple of occasions when they had to have defensive shifts and there were scrambles around Uber and they got themselves into the thick of it. We know Shooter will get himself into the thick of things. Graham's in there as well. He's not, a, he's not afraid of, uh, of things. After about 10 minutes, the penalty box attendants that we're on the headset to, up in the White House, they were having bets on who was taking the first penalty and 27 had all the money on him that Shoots was going <laughs> to be the first person, uh, first person in there. But it's good to see, isn't it, the young lad do well. Yeah, and, and um, Aaron was saying that um, actually he feels that Graham's game is actually a bit, and this is quote-unquote, lazy at the lower level that almost he's good, too good to, to play with the other youngsters about, uh, around him. And when he plays for the Steelers, he raises his game. So that's interesting to hear and interesting to see that Alex Graham, from you know the fantastic performances we've seen at under-20s level, has got another gear. He's got more potential, more to give. So exciting times. OK, the uh, Glasgow defenceman, whose name was Liam it? Stanton. Stanton. You saw him play on Friday on Free Sports. Plays, gets good minutes. Has he got good minutes here tonight? Poor old Fitzy. Has to go and play Saturday Sunday for Glasgow because they played three and three. Why does he have to play Saturday Sunday? Because that Stenton goes and plays with Soloway in Scottish Division Seven to get minutes, where that Soloway team wouldn't let him play for Glasgow, wouldn't release him to play for Glasgow. They think he was better playing in Scottish Division Rec then he would have been getting good minutes. It's not like he would have been sat on his backside in the bench. You want to know what's wrong with British ice hockey? It's when governing bodies stop young lads playing and the Soloway coach is the GB under-20s coach and he thinks his player is going to get better playing against Murrayfield than he would have been playing against Belfast. And it's not like he'd have got three shifts. He played like every third shift against Dundee. He'd have played every third shift against those two games. And he, as he played every third shift tonight, credit the young lad. He's doing a cracking job up there. And nobody in Glasgow will be allowed to say a word because it's upsetting people in Scotland. But whoever comes up with that decision, that that lad is going to... Whoever thinks, and I don't care if you're a coach or a manager, you're running an association, if you think that that kid is getting better playing Soloway versus Murrayfield than he would be playing Glasgow versus uh, Belfast and then Glasgow versus Fife, you're off your trolley. I rest my case, Your Honour. Anybody else wants to chip in? Feel so free. they've got to play more Chad Smith and Mac Howlett then. Mac Howlett can play. He scored against us earlier in the season. He is a really good kid and he's been around for long enough to know what this league's all about. Smith left five to come to get more ice time. Well, you know, the game's long since sorted. The tie is over. There's, they should have had more ice time than just a couple of shifts in the third period. They were underused. Okay. Really well. 
Pete, your thoughts? Well, interesting. Do you think Chad Smith, the way Fife are at the moment and so low on bodies, if he'd stayed at Fife, would he have got more minutes, do you think? He hadn't got enough minutes in the past. I'm not sure what would have changed them. I think if a coach doesn't like you, a coach is a If you don't fancy him, you don't fancy him. Yeah, yeah I think it's almost this sort of no one's better than you. Uh, and I think they would just rather ice with nobody than Chad Smith. That's the way it appeared. And he was getting frustrated. The fans were getting frustrated. They wanted to see the next generation of uh, local lads coming through young, into the That young kid, when I saw that Fitzy was playing, I was thinking, why is Fitzy playing? Poor swine, why is yeah, he Fitzy going was on the game sheet why, tonight, yeah. but, uh, but didn't ice. But why was he playing in Belfast? And I thought to myself, well, Fitzy, why didn't you play against Dundee in a real big game? Perhaps take the Belfast one off because, you know, you don't want to be playing back-to-back and then play the third one. And then I realised it's because that kid has to go to Salt Lake. And the GB under-20 coach is the guy that's coaching him. Instead of thinking, I think you'd be much better. You know, if, you, if, if you're a GB under-20 coach, you want the kids to develop, you want that. Now, unless I'm missing something, and I don't think I am, I just don't see that. I just, I just see that is just craziness. But hey, that's me. And you'll love me. Yeah. <coughs> I think out of all the run that you've just made there, I think I'm just genuinely surprised that the the lower league team in a two way deal has the say on where it does the in the SIHI. Is. Yeah, in Scotland it does. Wow. So that's the point. That's the bit that surprises me out of all of it. I would have thought in kind of any two-way deal where you've got a, a you higher think, club, wouldn't in you? A lower wouldn't you? A bit of common sense, you would yeah. think. But it's not the way. It's not the way. Anyway, are we? Uh, the, the difference is people will say then, well, why doesn't Graham ice for the Steelers? Well, he does um, when he wants him to. Yeah, and that's the thing. He does when he wants to. But also, we put him on the roster tonight because there was a space available on that fourth line, and he would get every fourth line shift in the game, and he did. We could but if put this him, game. But if this game was on a yeah. Saturday. And the yeah. Steel Dogs were playing so, whoever, we'd have still yeah, done that because he would have got minutes tonight. Mm. Yeah, but on Saturday, I don't think the Steelers will roll with that full four lines. And they're quite right to send yeah. so Graham he, then to, to the Steel Dogs. So the there's Steel not Dogs. enough development for him to get two, three, four shifts when you could play 25 minutes yeah. for the Dogs. So, but it's a, different, it's, a, it's a different thing that Graham perhaps won't get the opportunity to play on Saturday if he was here. He would be sat on his backside a lot. Yeah. But that young lad in Glasgow played every third shift against Dundee. Played every third shift tonight. And so, and so when we talk about... So, so he's, he's actually getting... So it, it's not a fair comparable because Graham wouldn't have get... So he's better off with the Steel Dogs. But this lad in Glasgow is better off surely playing in Glasgow than he is playing in some rec team. And that's the point when we talk about Alex Graham in this scenario. If we were playing this game tonight on a Saturday game where we can almost guarantee that Alex is going to get a regular shift, he plays. then even if the Steel Dogs are playing tonight, he plays. he's going to play for the Steelers. Mm. That, to me, is a difference. And that surely is the right way for it to be, surely. Surely. You're quite right, Dean. Don't look so puzzled that you might be wrong. You're not wrong. You're right. Would you Usually ex- when I talk to you, David, you suggest I am wrong. So. Would you expect that next season Alex Graham spends more time with the Steelers and less time with the Steel Dogs? Well, he's got an ideal opportunity with the 13 inputs. There's another slot there. And he's also growing. These lads need time. He's a kid. He needs time. He needs... He might need three years of this before he, uh, he, he develops. The comparison I make is... I think going back and looking at how developed Luke Ferrara was, for example, compared with Alex Graham, even when Luke was here, and there was maybe a feeling that maybe Luke was could develop a bit more, could bulk out a bit more, even when he was here, and I know he was kind of early 20s. You know, Alex Graham's half the size of him and nine stone wet through. So 
And I he's think, got five or six years to go yet before yeah. he gets to there. And, you know, he's going to, you know, as he grows, then that'll affect balance and coordination and stuff like that. So, you know, he's got a way to go. And, and some some fans, I know they're excited to see him out there, but just need to be patient, not lump too much pressure on him and let him develop. And and I think the same to some extent with, with kind of Kieran Brown. And I think Kieran Brown's maybe been a bit unlucky over the last few years with obviously the way last season went that, you know, he maybe didn't have the time. Maybe there was an opportunity for, for Barrasso, for example, to give him a bit more ice time. Well, I think Fife not playing Chad Smith is Barrasso not playing Kieran Brown. Yeah. Which is a coach on fancy. A coach on fancy, you're in Barrasso, never have fancy Kieran. Have you seen the comments Jeff Hutchins has made about that? No. On Twitter? I guess, in a way, it's kind of interesting that he's publicly come out and spoken. said about which, which subject? The, playing the kids, yeah. so when things got rough in five, why they weren't giving ice time to the kids. And I, I think as a coach, he's coming from it from the point of view that I guess a lot of it's mentally, because if he's to throw in a kid like Chad Smith, let's say, in a team that are severely struggling when you have so many imports who have, you know, they're paid the big bucks to come in and to do the job, why you'd keep throwing a kid out if you're losing I games agree. consistently. I agree, totally so with it, and, Richard, yeah. and that was interesting to see that once it got explained to fans, they kind of took the foot off the gas of the hate train yeah. because it was like, well, I suppose, and in this current climate, this how we are now as, as a world, that a we lot of it has to do. Them. Yeah, that we do. And will that halt his progression if he keeps getting thrown out and... He gets beat up mentally, whereas if he goes and plays for said other team, he won't get that. And I guess, looking back on last year, was that what Barrasso's thinking with Brownie was? That, look, these are paid. it. These can get out of the shit if they're going to get us in the shit. Because why should... And I know the fans love it. And Brownie goes and lays a hit on Lapine and whatever in the corner. And it's, oh, yeah, he's our kid. He's from Bradford, you know. And that's what we love to see. But then if you're going out every week and... You're getting your ass handed to you, then is he really learning anything? Mm-hmm. Is I agree with Oshie. I think Oshie's completely right. It's a completely different story mm-hmm. to what Glasgow have got here, where you've got to get your poor old coach to go out there mm-hmm. who hasn't played all year, and he's had to go and do that. This is a completely different thing, but I agree with Oshie because I've seen it before where kids can get you know, mm-hmm. affected by that thing. The other thing that Hutchins said, which I agree wholeheartedly, and this argument comes up every now and again, is the elite league is not a development yeah. league. Mm-hmm. That's not what this league's here for. Of, of course we but should... But we haven't got a development league, so if you want a kid to come through, and, yeah. hey, we're going to 13 imports, we've got to all find another British player, the only way you're going to do it is by blood in one. So this is exactly the point I was literally just about to make. The, the reason that we take the British people is because of the lack of a proper development league means that if we want to keep those Brits coming through to bolster the roster to to kind of ice the, the, the size of bench that we want beyond the 14 imports then we have to do it but with all due respect the Elite League isn't here to develop the Brits great stuff let's get them in there let's get them the ice <coughs> time let's get them improving everything's a bonus for everybody then but I, I don't understand this constant bitching online from a whole fan base about the Elite League not doing the job to develop Brits and I, I just we're, don't get we're it. here to win this year so the team that Aaron's built this year is to win now. He's not put this team together to think, right, well, we might not win this year, but I can assure you in two years' time, we will be competing at the top. 
because financially we can't afford to do it. Because if results are like last year, I know crowds went mm. up last year, but if crowds were to drop, if it's two years consecutively, then financially we struggle. So then when we're at the point where we should be pushing, we can't push because mm. we can't get the players we want to get mm. in. And whereas football teams can probably afford that two, three years of, oh, new coach, we'll, we'll rebuild. I don't want to say, do you remember the under-20s league that we were talking about yeah. how many years ago? I'll tell yeah. you what, if that was the case, yeah. and if every elite league club had an under-20s, or even if they budded, and say Sheffield Nottingham had an under-20s, and Coventry Guildford or Guildford Cardiff had an under-20s, and it, I tell you, that's, that was the way to go. But yeah. no, no, they, they, they didn't see it. But you, you've been quiet for a few seconds, and you, you're shooting there, Johnny. <laughs> No, I always get worried when you don't speak. I've got <laughs> nothing to add. You've said all the things I wanted to say on this topic. And we benefit a lot from the Steel Dogs as well because when they're playing with them, like they're still here training all the time. So every every day I come down, Griff's here, Alex is here, Brownie when he was fit was here, Will's here. The video we put up the other week of Duba being out there with Curtis and Will, like that's doing both of them the world of good. Will's not stopped singing the praises of Thomas ever since he came in because he is learning so much, but how many other teams are doing that? You, well, obviously, we don't know, but from how we've seen it dealt with, you're probably not saying very many at all. Okay, good podcast tonight, was. I'm just hoping I press record. Um, Have you told the story about how I almost killed Duber at the beginning of the season? No, we don't need to hear that. Um, I remember that story as well. Okay, um, boys, I think we'll we'll wrap it up uh, here. Uh, JJ's got a school to teach tomorrow, Pete. I'm sure you've got something to do. Um. Last point, story from the bench. Third period, uh, Davey makes a cracking pass two. And my mind's gone blank. Who was the pass two? Come on, JJ, help You've me out. a lot of good passes tonight. But, but a particular one that, that gave a breakaway to... You interrupt uh, the podcast to tell the story and then forget the other name. Be- thank you, Betower. Cracking pass. Bench loves it. He comes and sits down. All the boys are like, fantastic, Gabe. Brilliant pass. As cool and calm as anything, David looks up and says, didn't even mean to pass the Betower. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything to add? Uh, Jonathan, before we go, people that want a start our oh, challenge, yeah. our challenge cup history. Then, in the Super League, we won four of the first five challenge cups. Won the first three, then had a year off, then won in two thousand and three. Then, when it became the Elite League, six finals, no wins. Four of them over two legs, two of them in one-off games. This is Steelers Challenge Cup final number eleven. My first trophy as team manager when I was team manager was the Challenge Cup under Don McKee. It was the John Wynn Teeter win. And yes. uh, I was very excited. Got a medal. Uh, I think were you I kept responsible it. for signing the John and Tito? No, no Don, okay. Don was responsible for signing them. I was responsible for Laxdal, and then I signed Alison on a two-year ticket. It's one of my um, favourite pieces of commentary, that. After the, oh, the BBC covering it live, Barry Davis, well, if you open the scoring with win and win, you've got to be confident of the victory. Yeah. And you know he's so proud of that line. <laughs> yeah. And then the co-commentator comes in over the top and says, yes, it's a win-win situation. Uh, Trumped. Trumped. Okay, folks, we're going to try and turn this thing off now. Have a good night. We'll see you on Saturday.